Welcome to the Wannabe Gaming Podcast, episode 11. It's Tuesday, March 26, 2019. I'm Brett Jackson, and joining me, as always, is Michael Dewey. What's up? Hey. I am excited about this week. Yeah, it's been, me too. It, it's, there's a lot of crazy things happening in, in the real world, um, not necessarily video game world, but I'm excited just to be here because I upgraded my my podcasting game a little bit. I've got a new stand, and I'm shock mic and you probably can't tell a difference in the audio <laughs> yeah and i didn't screw up my mic feed so compared to last week we're gold that's true that's true yeah this week is going to be just perfect um but reminding everybody anybody who's new and um hasn't been to our podcast welcome um we've actually been noticing there's been a slight uptick each week in each episode of new people listening to our podcast so Welcome everybody who likes to just hang out and talk about video games like we do. Um, if you want to engage with us online, one of the best ways to do it is on Twitter. We have a Twitter for the Wannabe Gaming Podcast at WBGCast on Twitter. Again, that's WBGCast. If you do want to follow myself, Michael Dewey, I am at MichaelDewey99. And then Brett Jackson is I am Brett Jackson on Twitter. Also, Anybody who's listening and is new and is excited about what you're um, listening to and having a fun time with us, please be sure to give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on, which actually, speaking of, we have two new areas that we are broadcasting our podcast on. We have been accepted onto Stitcher, so we're now on Stitcher, so woot woot. And then we are also on um, Himalaya, which is a new one actually for me. I've never heard of that one before. I found it while stumbling across some other people's and, and stuff. So I've never heard of either of those. Yeah, um, oh, you never heard of Stitcher? I maybe. Wait, is it just like a? Is it its own thing, or is it like an aggregation app? Or it's its own thing. Oh, it's okay. like Stitcher's biggest uh, claim to fame is that you can uh, pay premium and you don't have to hear ads on your podcast and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, no, Stitcher's kind of, I think Stitcher's been like the big thing prior to like for podcasting specifically before like Spotify was even. So that's cool. Um, I actually use Plex for my podcasts. Um, oh, really? Which I, I haven't checked in a week or two, but I checked last time I checked, we weren't on there because I don't know what feed it comes from, but it's just aggregating from somewhere. So I was assuming we'll show up at some point, but. Yeah, it's a terrible. I'm not. This is not an ad for Plex because it's not actually that great for podcasts. Um, <laughs> I just use it for other media, so it's. I I just like having one app. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, yeah, I use Podcast Addict on Android, so that's what I get mine and stuff. But anyways, we're not talking about where you get your podcasts at the moment, unless it's ours. We're, unless it's ours, yes. Um, we have a. It's been a rather quiet week when it comes to media about video games. Um, I guess specifically also with the fact that uh, we had such a huge week last week. It feels like such a quiet week. Yeah, this week. after Google's Stadia announcement, it's I and I feel like we'll probably be talking about that more in the uh, in the coming months through summer. I'm sure they'll talk about it more as well. What have have you been playing anything this week? Um, this week, what have I been playing? I did play a little bit um, earlier in the week. I think I just jumped on and played. Oh, yep, yeah, that's what it was. <clears throat> the update had gone live for Overwatch, and so Brian and I hopped on and played. And you, you actually jumped on a little bit later. Uh, I played Overwatch this week, um, outside of our normal Friday night game gaming session stuff. So, uh, which actually, as I was talking about that, I realized there's one more thing that this week that we should talk about that wasn't on our list. Battlefield Five had their, um, I believe it's the release of their uh, battle royale game. I've seen some gameplay footage and stuff so i think that's that's come out as well so we'll kind of toss that in there uh but but what have you been playing have you joined in any new games or i man i've been having i feel like the last week or so i just haven't been able to get excited about that many things um i played let's see i mean i played overwatch with you guys and that was fun but uh i actually booted up over the weekend i downloaded the blizzard launcher <laughs> again on my computer are we gonna play wow when, when brian's gone uh oh i totally would if you want to um i got hundreds of dollars of blizzard balance so if i don't know if i can transfer that but if you can it's all yours um because <laughs> last year i just farmed uh gold for a while because i was it was relaxing uh and then i traded it all in um 
Yeah, I booted it up because WoW is actually free this weekend uh, for oh. inactive accounts just for just for like two or three days just to come back and see probably for more people that haven't seen the expansion. And I've already played through the base expansion's story content. So I, I mainly just wanted to see how much more there was beyond that. And there's not a lot. <laughs> so I think I played Saturday night for like maybe two hours and went through like the main quest line that they did in the, the patch, like right after the expansion. Oh yeah. And that was, I mean, it was okay. It just wasn't long. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to reactivate my account because it doesn't look like there's that much beyond the, the next raids that went up. Have you even unlocked the new races? No, I, yeah, I was, I was trying to figure out like, what do I have to do to get the humans? Cause I, what are they? The Kul'tiran humans yeah. or whatever. They look so good. It's, I mean, I just like it because it's, you can finally be like a chubby guy, <laughs> uh, like a huge yeah, you can be a, a chubby bald man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think you have to do, it's some rep grinds that you have to do, which I'm probably not too far away from uh, for that one. And then you have to complete like certain points in the story. So it, it probably wouldn't take me that long, but I don't, there's no reason to, because if I got to that point, I probably would stop playing right there. But you know, you know what? Yeah. I kind of am getting excited about this. Um, I would love to rep grind this weekend and try to get <laughs> the humans as well. Cause I, I, I would, before I quit playing um, almost a year ago, I was able to unlock the uh, void elves. So I have the void elves unlocked, but I don't have the new, the new people. Oh, so you have battle, you played battle for Azeroth. I forgot. Yeah. I guess I forgot that you played through the expansion Sweet. So we're probably like, close to around the same spot because i haven't done too much after like beating the storyline and all that yeah no that would be so much fun we may we may have found our our game for this weekend yeah as well. well, brian has gone. gone on a work trip um yeah he's freaking going to bangladesh no not bangladesh um <laughs> budapest there we go budapest <laughs> like the song yeah it sounds great <laughs> if um, anybody's from budapest hey i'm sure it's a great shout place. out never been like never subscribe been. Hey, which, by the way, speaking along that line, we do get all the analytics coming out. We are going to give a shout out to Nepal. There, There is a listener or maybe two, I don't know, who are who's listening to us from Nepal. So whoever you are in Nepal, thank you and keep listening. We think you're amazing. Um, but uh, what's awesome, though, is you, my question of the day ties in perfectly to you wanting to play a fat, um, bald man on WoW. Oh, actually. great. Fantastic. So. So my question, and th this one came up primarily because I feel like I'm getting more of the dad bod and fatness coming on. Um, but would you rather be half your height or double your weight? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, those are both terrible. Right? Oh, man, double my weight. Let's see. I'm about, like, I'm probably close to... Let's see. I think at my heaviest, like during the year, in in the winter months, is when I'm at my heaviest. I'm probably about 200, uh, and then I can usually get down to about like 185, 180 sometimes. Um, so that's pretty fat at like 400 400 pounds. <laughs> and I'm already <laughs> that is a pretty, I'm already pretty not that tall, so I'm only like I'm five nine. So I feel like I don't know if if I was, but if I was what like two and a half feet two and a half feet 200 pounds is that much Ooh. better isn't that the same just oh, like a, man just like would i rather be like a huge midget you know or a huge me we'll let you we'll let you cut your weight in half if you go down two. so like so it could be two and a half and then still 200 pounds <laughs> no no or no, so 100 you'd, pounds. you'd be 100 pounds so at your at your most most uh, heavy you'd be 100 pounds and at your lightest you'd be um uh what is that uh yeah, 80 pounds i definitely choose um the the height loss if i can be skinny be nice and thin and fit <laughs> thin and thick well the thing is i think my girls are four and three years old right now and I'm trying to remember how tall they are. I want to say they're like three feet and three and a half feet or so. So you'd be shorter than my girls. And my girls are very skinny. And they're like, I want to say Kalia is 40 something pounds. So oh, you'd still so be you'd pretty still fat. Be, still be kind of bulky. 
Yeah, you should be pretty Probably chunky better than for 400, 400 pounds, though. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, that's a really rough, rough question. It, it I guess at least I, I didn't think about like if you gained the weight. If you're at, if you're four hundred pounds, do you have the chance to like, you know, biggest loser and lose the weight? I mean, because you can't gain maybe. that height back. Yeah, you can't get the height back. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. One is permanent and one is potentially a lifestyle change if you ever wanted to later on. So, you know, this would you rather is tomorrow morning you wake up in 400 pounds and you're like, okay, I'm going to start working right now to drop 400, you know, 200 pounds off my frame. It would take a, a while, but now it's I'm kind of Now I'm kind of thinking about choosing the weight. It's a few years of hard work. I hate exercise. I'll just take the the height and call it a day. <laughs> Yeah, it's tempting. Man, I'm I'm not great with my exercise routine either. I feel like I'm I'm kind of seasonal. Well, like I said, it's like after the winter when it starts. I, I always run on the treadmill, so weather means nothing. But for some reason, it always feels better to run on the treadmill in the summer. Um, mm. Don't know why that is, but yeah. But yeah, I'll choose the weight. You can choose the height and we'll figure that out. <laughs> we'll figure it out from there. That's right. <laughs> uh I feel like I wanted to talk. What was I wanting to talk about? I had one other game that I was trying. Um, oh yeah, so I, you know, downloaded the Blizzard launcher this weekend. Was really bored. Played WoW for two hours. Kind of dropped off. And I, I've really been wanting to play Diablo, um, but I don't have it currently for Xbox. Oh okay. Uh, so I and I ha- I have it on my Blizzard account. So I I booted that up and played for a little bit, but. Man, I don't, I do not like playing it with a keyboard and mouse anymore. I, I forget, like, because I used to play all the time, like when it originally launched on computer. But yeah, after playing it on Xbox for so long, it's, I don't know. I think I'm gonna wait and see if I can pick it up again. But I've, I've been trying to see if they would have a digital sale so we could both have it um, to play, but not yet. But I, I was playing that earlier today a little bit more on my PC just because it's so relaxing. You know, th- that's one of those games I never really truly got into. Um, it, it hit its peak more or less when World of Warcraft was going on kind of thing or slightly before. Um, and I wasn't super into games until World of Warcraft. Like World of Warcraft was my official like I'm addicted to video game type <laughs> game. Yeah. Um, not to mention my parents would have never let me have a game in my the house that was Satan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least you're killing Satan that's true you'd be like mom you know i'm killing i'm killing satan yeah no my dad had an issue with me playing uh warcraft 3 because of the ogres the orcs and stuff in there he was like (laughs) oh yeah yeah i remember he (laughs) my dad was really weird he he would he took it away one time because i was borrowing it from i forget who maybe nick boshane or something and um anyway so i was borrowing it from him and then all of a sudden he got angry that I was playing it, so he took it away. And then one day I came downstairs, and he's playing it, and I'm like, "How? How's this? How's this fair?" He's hooked, but he, yeah. But then he wouldn't let me play it. Still, he's like, "No, I was just checking it out." <laughs> we didn't have any of those types of games either for for the longest time. I I remember Warcraft Three was my first uh, Blizzard game, I think too. But I I played that at a friend's house, and forever like uh, like over the course of a few years probably and it was like a hacked cracked version that they got from like their older cousin <laughs> and so it like barely worked <laughs> and but it worked well enough to like play land games because we had like a couple computers up and they're like ho- they were homeschooled so they just had like a few computers that they would do schoolwork on and we at least got warcraft 3 up and running like land did land games between the few of us but yeah. i miss land parties me too. That was that was like the the thing to do back in, you know, high school days. Yeah, we used to do we used to at least in high school, we used to have like I don't know, maybe like 15, 15 20 people every once in a while. Um that would just go to like somebody's garage like in Battleground towards near the high school and it was fun. I miss it. <laughs> Could you imagine being the parent that day, that t- nowadays when having that many computers running in your garage like <laughs> yeah that was probably that's the a big power bill <laughs> especially now i don't i don't know what it would be like now with all these 4k monitors and beast machines and but yeah i miss i miss those days but 
uh, if if you're interested in trying Diablo, if it ever goes on sale, I'll get it. Yeah, because uh, sure. I really want to play it myself, but it's just a really relaxing game. Yeah. So there's a, like we said, there's a pretty low amount of interesting things to talk about. So I guess the first thing to talk about is: Did you get a chance to watch any of the play uh, game footage or play footage of Battlefield Five's? Um, what do they call it? Uh, Frontier or um, Firestorm? Uh, Firestorm. Thank yeah, you. Firestorm. Um, um, I haven't actually seen. I, I. I. Yeah, they were. They released gameplay. I think on Thursday, and it, it's out. Right? Is it? I believe it is out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I. I haven't seen it at all. I just haven't been paying attention. I've seen as enough. Much. Enough footage on YouTube about it that I, it's like it's got to be out. If if I've seen this much, there can't be this many developers all posting game footage of it. Um, my initial thoughts, to be honest, is there's hardly any cover. It's so much more of an open concept. Uh, and like watching them play, there's small sections that have areas that have um, like buildings and everything. But yeah, for the most part, you're on the rolling hills in exposure constantly. Um, also, the way they heal themselves gives me like w- willies. I so I'm, one of my big fears is needles. I hate needles. Absolutely <laughs> despise needles. And. The way you heal yourself, and this could be um, historically accurate. I don't know. I've never researched it. But imagine like a teeny tiny little vial, like um, like a ball bulb type, type of thing with a needle stick at the end. There's no like syringe to push in. It just is like a ball with a needle at the end of it. And he just stabs himself with like in and out just a – and like the squish of your skin that it makes when you heal yourself it just gives me the willies (laughs) is it um so is it it's more in tune to like at least from what you've seen like the open maps that they have now like the ones that aren't in like a city yeah so there there's like very small cities like teeny tiny towns very similar i guess you could say to other battle royales where there's like one or two houses here and there okay um and you have some open ranges and stuff i i just feel like the little video that i watched it felt like the mountains weren't as big and the hills were much like just rollier um like do you know the the map that they they um released for primarily tanks and stuff it was one of their most recent ones. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was the one, yeah. the one they released like right after launch that they had like ready to go. Yeah, exactly. That map is similar to what I would equate the maps to be, where it's very open, just lots of running between cover and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, I want to try it. I feel like if Brian's gone though, and Dom's still not back yet, like maybe we should wait until we have like the whole squad. Yeah, because um, I as, I think I saw that they only have singles and squads. I don't think I don't know if they have duos. Oh, okay. Um, I could be wrong, but I think I think I read that when I was reading something about launch. But yeah, I'll I'll try it when everybody's on. Yeah, but it, I mean, it looked it looked interesting. It looked um, it still looked kind of like an afterthought, honestly, from the rest of them. Um, because you have like an inventory type thing you have to navigate, which is just odd for Battlefield Five. Yeah, I can't imagine um, it being as good as Apex has like nailed. They they nailed everything so good, like with the the inventory management and the pinging and all just the way it flows. But they obviously didn't have to bolt it onto another game, so I feel like it's probably going to feel more like PUBG or like Call of Duty's more in line with those than Apex. Uh, but probably even maybe a little clunkier because it's Battlefield. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it, it felt very much more clunky than than normal. Um, but speaking of Apex, that's the other thing that's kind of interesting. And honestly, we're almost becoming like a mini Apex pod because we like to talk about it a lot, mainly because it's like the best game out right now. Um, <laughs> it is fun. I and I don't even know if I, I never like think about playing it during the week i guess but whenever we start playing it and get into it for a few games like man it, it plays really well yeah it, it does um and i wish we were just better at it <laughs> me too <laughs> um but uh the thing that's coming out is they they said that well i don't know if they've officially announced it i think it's just people data mining and stuff 
they've been able to find that they're going to, no, it was because of PlayStation. That's what it was. Um, so on the PlayStation um, Battle Pass, they talked about how there's going to be um, another hero coming. So if you go to their Play Store, it says, let me find the exact article in the wording here. Um, it, the Battle Pass would said New Legends, plural, um, but it was not clear at the time of its re- referral to multiple legends per season. Um, then over time, it talks about how there's going to be another legend coming out unknown of who it is and another weapon that's going to be released and i've seen some teaser stuff where people were data mining that it could be a grenade launcher oh interesting that would be cool yeah the grenade launcher and then like another character besides octane which by the way you haven't played octane yet have you i haven't i haven't unlocked any of them i i think i have enough um currency to at least unlock one character so i could yeah i've unlocked two i unlocked the shadow guy um the clone and then also the ape um octane i tried playing octane but i'll be honest i am just too addicted to the movement capabilities of pathfinder i i I may i may never leave him he's it's just too much fun especially seeing how i'm just now starting to get used to how to grapple and look off slightly to be able to like fly up and around objects and buildings so mm-hmm. like I can I can get out of places much faster than I used to. Um and that's the thing I like about him is he he's very good at escaping when I'm getting jumped or something. I can get out fairly quickly if it's an open space. Um so yeah, but Octane Octane is really fast. It's really interesting. Um I want Brian to get to play him though, to be honest. So he looks like a skin the skin basic skin looks like something Brian would play. Yeah, um, but I we played that one game the other night. Remember with that random guy that popped in and that was playing Octane, and he was doing good. <laughs> yeah, he was he was doing pretty good. <laughs> um, so so yeah. Um, the other thing, the next thing is what I'm most excited about, like extremely excited about, and it's not even a game that's coming out. It's not even a game that's going to be coming out. It's not one that they are saying, "Hey, we're going to tease it" or anything. Um, but there is a Triple A dev um, who, in his spare time, has started to put together Dark Force, uh, Star Wars Dark Force. If anybody played that growing up, that was one of the games I did play to growing up. Um, they have recreated it on the Unreal Engine, which one thing, in case anybody who's listening doesn't know this as well, uh, the Unreal Engine is a completely free video game development program so you and anyone else can go and download it and start making your own video games if you want to um and that's what's so crazy about this unreal engine is how high a quality the graphics are that you can make on it and high end of a game you can make on that engine and it's free for everybody to be able to utilize so um but yeah, we'll we'll be tweeting the video, and hopefully it doesn't get taken down from Disney. Um, but the guy who I saw it from is Blue Drake forty four or forty two, excuse me. So Blue Drake forty two on YouTube. Um, he's a fairly well well known guy. He has like two hundred something subscription uh, subscribers. So he's he's much more well off than we are. So um, yeah, give him a, a follow if you don't already. He's a pretty cool guy. He literally got access to it. Somebody, one of his followers, knew the person who is doing it and gave him access to it and actually in the video description on youtube you can download the mini trial for uh, most icely so everybody has access to be able to just hop in there and see what it's like right now if you want to um it looks really I, good yeah i just got super excited about star wars in general and i was telling you earlier when we were just kind of talking about these topics that i wish blizzard or not blizzard uh, disney would just say hey you know what let's do this let's just go and recreate all of our old school games that everybody loved on the unreal engine or whatever engine they're using but just recreate them re-digitally master them make it a small team so they can be released slowly um and let people get their nostalgic games back in high quality settings so like get tie x-wing versus tie fighter get um all of the and even if they um, did like they could use frostbite they love frostbite so they could use like 
they could make Rogue Squadron and like <laughs> that's not a big game <laughs> stuff like that with Frostbite right? three. That would be so cool. Um, I'm trying to think of other stuff. I mean, even some of those, yeah, like X Wing versus Tie Fighter, Rogue Squadron. Some of those feel like they already have all the assets. Like, just take some stuff that you make for Battlefront and make make a game that's actually fun. Um, not to crap on Battlefront, but I don't like. <laughs> I was it. actually thinking, by the way, recently to actually download it and start playing that in my spare time i actually have it downloaded because i have gone through the same thought process but i have yet to launch it (laughs) is it multiplayer for the um like space battle portions and stuff i believe so yeah yeah i think it is the the one thing i am most interested about is there was i don't know where i saw this so don't quote me on exact facts but i believe i saw rumors that they're working on a like a large scale uh battle mode kind of for battlefront 2 um, oh interesting more akin to the like it reminded me of the thing that people always have wanted is i forget what it was called if it's like galactic conquest or galactic assault but basically a mode where you can go it's it's bigger than just like space or just land like you can go from like you know assaulting a ship to like being on foot inside the ship like to then going out in space maybe a few kind of just a broader scale that combines a few different um game modes together uh that's and cool that i've always wanted to see like what it would look like because they're the game looks amazing and the mechanics are not terrible i just the the game modes have always been so arcade like way too arcadey for me uh and the like the guns just i don't know i haven't played battlefront 2 honestly enough to know if i hate all of it because <laughs> i i've barely played it but I did not like yeah. the first one at all. Yeah, the first one, I just got addicted to flying um, and doing the dogfighting. I never yeah. even did the story because... That I was just... my favorite. Like, the the space battle stuff is probably my favorite part of even Battlefront 1. It's just Even as simple as it was, it, it actually felt pretty good. And it, it just looked yeah. so cool. Yeah. Well... Speaking of, you know, things that look really cool and how they need a team to be able to uh, make these awesome games again, there is a whole bunch of unemployed video game employees all across different platforms, it seems like, this year. It seems like it's the, the year of cutting back on employees. <laughs> yeah, every all the, all the big guys, at least, everybody seems like they're, like, trying to clean house, which is, I don't know if that's just because, like, you know, a lot of a lot of projects kind of flopped not flopped but i don't think did as well as companies wanted them to do i don't know if that's a reason or if they would have done this anyway yeah um but yeah i mean we had blizzard dropping off like 800 to 900 employees yeah Uh, we had um i forget what the other one was but ea now has followed suit and they have canned 351 of their employees as well within the the marketing publishing and operations area in japan and russia so i you know I, I read that japan and russia and i couldn't i couldn't tell if that meant like all those employees were in japan and russia or if they were like trying to say we're firing 350 people and we're cutting, you know, back, cutting in, back in those areas as well i'm so i'm not sure but and they didn't really give any specifics beyond like blanket pr stuff so but yeah i don't know it sucks but from what i read from i think kotaku like expanded on it a bit and it sounded like a lot of people at those companies knew that it was coming <laughs> and there was like freezes on spending for marketing and like new hires and that kind of stuff. So I think they were yeah. just kind of like, eh, let's just get it over with and figure out what's going on. And Andrew Wilson, who's the CEO of EA, this could just be smoke up the butt and trying to um, appease the you know, Twitter reverse, shall we say, of people not liking that they're firing a bunch of people. But in a nice gesture, he says um, that their do- EA is doing everything we can to ensure that we are looking after our people um, to help them through this period to find their next opportunity. Uh, this is our top priority. So it's like it's like he, they're trying to help them find new jobs. What that means exactly, I don't know. I mean, it might just mean like, like severance. <laughs> yeah, severance. We're saying. Everybody, you must give a letter of recommendation to the person who we fired. You know, like, you know, your direct supervisor will give you a positive review so you can get another job. 
but either way, it's like, it seems kind of like, eh, but at the same time, it's like, well, hey, it's a, on the plus side, he's acknowledging the fact that these are people, which is nice. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, yeah, it's hard to go into it anymore beyond that because they don't really give any details and it doesn't sound like it's development staff or anything like, or targeting a specific game or any of anything. It just seems like it's across the board marketing. But anyways, moving on to some, some other giant corporations. <laughs> PlayStation. Yeah. I, so I don't know. Um, I didn't even watch much of this, but they had their state of play announcements is what they call it. Uh, I took it being kind of like a Nintendo direct type of thing where Nintendo kind of spun off long ago. I don't know how many years they've been doing it now, but to do their own like live streams that they, they manage and they kind of just do it when they feel like it <laughs> and they'll announce it like, you know, a couple weeks before and then they'll just live stream some announcements. Sometimes it's like little stuff. Sometimes it's big stuff. But PlayStation kind of did their own uh, live stream of announcements. And I don't know. There's nothing to me particularly interesting. I guess I'm not uh, a PlayStation player. So a lot of it beyond the big AAA, I don't get that excited about. Um, but I guess the most notable stuff for me that came out of it was there. there's a lot of VR stuff that they kind of still are pushing out the door, which I just is kind of cool, but I also think it's really weird. Like, and I, I really wonder how, you know, how successful VR has been for them. I, I assume it has to be at least worth still pushing on it because they're still going and getting those deals. Um, and I'm interested to see where PlayStation VR goes next generation. If it's, you know, if it's the same kit, if they do a PlayStation VR two, or is it, you know, do you have to buy the the separate box that you have to right now in order to power it? Or is it built into the console? I don't, I'm not, I'm interested to see like how connected is the VR to their platform to them. Um, yeah. But the, the games, I guess the most notable ones are they announced an Iron Man game, uh, which sounds awesome, but they, they only really showed like a kind of like a hypothetical demo it wasn't gameplay so but i mean the idea sounds awesome yeah it but was it was very much on a rail too on the demo yeah it's like, kind, and, it, and it's kind of just like you're in his helmet like shooting at stuff <laughs> but you're not like yeah i don't and i don't know how you would make it like you can't move like you just have the two move controllers which i've heard are not that great because they're i mean move controllers are super old um yeah and compared to the controllers that like vive has or the rift has which were developed for new vr uh i don't know but it, it might be interesting to look at what that is when it's out um and the other thing i thought was actually cool this is the one i would play if i had access to it is no man's sky uh we talked about that last week their beyond update is coming out um this year i believe but in that beyond update is vr support uh, for both playstation 4 and pc which just sounds hmm. awesome to me. I get that's the yeah. Those are the experiences that I've always thought would work the best and make the most sense in VR right now. Because if you're already in a ship, like all you really need to do is to be able to like turn your head and look like in all directions, and it doesn't change the controls like that much. And you don't have oh, you don't cool. have to like click to teleport. I'm sure No Man's Sky you can get out of your ship. So I'm sure in that case you'll probably have to like you know click to teleport because that's what VR does um yeah in order to not make you sick but the space flying part of it would be awesome to be able to just look around your cockpit uh and they've done that with other space type games like eve and uh, i don't know there's probably a few more but no man's sky is the one that i've actually played and it it just looks it's such a good looking game yeah i've always been interested in the vr thing uh, trevor laux had had a oculus i believe uh, second gen that he brought over one time and we played and it was pretty cool it was very basic on the games that that he had access to um but it's it, it what's interesting is it's still very much a uh luxury niche niche market for virtual reality um it seems to be more high-end game options in terms of like you have to pay a lot of extra money to kind of get into that kind of area and there's not a lot of developers making triple a games for vr yet yeah it's a um, lot of indie and a lot of 
if it is AAA, it's like AAA experience, not AAA game. Yeah. Um, my big thing of what I would be, why I would be interested in getting a VR is actually the idea down the road where um, sporting events are selling a singular seat that is VR. And oh, that's so cool. You, yeah. So they do it right now for NBA. So you can get a courtside um, courtside seat and watch the game live on your virtual reality set and you just turn your head back and forth and as you're sitting there on the edge of the court. So like I think that's a pretty cool idea, especially if you ever wanted to watch football or baseball because you literally have one seat that is unlimited amount of uh, people who can be there. So that's a huge revenue stream, per, you know, in my opinion. But yeah, I've seen them do that with like, I've seen that happen with concerts as well and just other live events where they'll have a VR camera up there. Um, I don't think it's like a mass thing yet, but I could see it becoming a mass thing. It's just weird. Like you said, it's the same problem with that type of thing as it is on PlayStation of like, what how many people are going to buy the you know the few hundred dollar headset up front to get access to the content i guess with the sporting stuff and the concert stuff it makes more sense because they only have to just like let's stick a camera here and then we sell (laughs) you know we sell as many tickets as we can with games it it's way more complicated because it's the it's the connect and the you know that scenario all over again of it's a little bit better than that scenario because there's they're pushing harder and they have pushed harder to get better at least some better games and better experiences on the platform, like right away. Yeah. But it's still like, I can't imagine it's, there's that many units out there. Yeah. No, I don't think there's that many yet. And it's, it's such a different like experience for actually playing the games as well. Like you're not going to put a VR headset on for two hours. Uh, Yeah. Like it's just not going to happen. I don't think. Yeah. It's like, it's uncomfortable. I would imagine it's probably going to make a lot of people sick for that amount of time and just being closed off like that. Well, like while it's cool and immersive, I don't know if it works for like a lot of what gaming is right now, especially in the AAA. Did you see, by the way, speaking of virtual reality, the Nintendo's version of virtual reality thing with that oh, yeah, made the out Labo, of cardboard? The Labo VR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't look into like a ton of that, but I saw the announcement. And I mean, I've seen the other Labos, which were, I mean, they're cool, I guess, for kids. I can, I, 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 it's cool that you can like just go through the walkthroughs and make them all out of cardboard. Yeah, I, I like the, the general idea. It kind of reminded me of like a Kiwi crate, uh, which is those subscription boxes for little kids and you get to build and create your own science project, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I liked that aspect of it where it was like, Oh, this is pretty cool for my kids and blah, blah, blah. And then I thought about the practical side of it <laughs> and having small kids. And if I bought that for myself and I built this whole thing together, um, I can guarantee a few things would happen. One, my girls would color it. Uh, they would just, <laughs> get their markers and just color all over it because they, they would do that. And two, something's going to get spilled on it and that it's going to be completely ruined. <laughs> or somebody's <laughs> going to like sit on it or yep, sit on it, step on it. Or yeah, I imagine that kind of, th- even with the other Labo kits, that was kind of like the thing of it's cool, but like as a kid, is this going to last that long with little kids? I'm not, I don't know, but it's a cool idea. I'm glad that even if it's, something that I'll probably never experience uh, or want to experience. I'm happy that it exists because it's fun to see Nintendo try weird stuff. Seriously, Nintendo does the weirdest stuff. I know somebody needs to. And I feel like half the time it just doesn't make any sense. But then then every once in a while they'll have a hit and then they're fine. Yeah. But yeah, there's not too much other stuff with the PlayStation, uh, PlayStation State of Play announcements. Uh, like there's a new days gone story trailer which is their their new story like zombie zombie single player game oh okay um that i honestly i'm not that interested in it just because i'm i'm not super into zombie anything anymore i'm so tired of it (laughs) Um, (laughs) zombie so overplayed yeah uh, i would imagine they'll you know it's probably going to be really a really well-made game but um what else is on here uh, so Apple Crash Team Racing. Apple. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, was, that too. That was the other one that I I'm actually kind of excited about because that'll be on Xbox One as well. 
Oh, good. Because I was like, I don't want to get a PlayStation just for Crash Team Racing. Just for, yeah, I've never played it, but from what I hear, it's like a good kart racer and it would be fun to have a good kart racer on uh, Xbox. But yeah, anyways. Yeah, we, we need a kart racer. Yeah. Um, so not to mention, so we have Apple's arcade that they um, are announced and talked about. I don't know if we also did. You get a chance to watch the entire Apple like in a like conference announcement thing that was I think on Monday or something. Yeah, I had it on uh, for at least most of it just while I was working and like listening to the different things. It was the games was right at the beginning, at least when I started it, and then they they announced some Apple TV stuff and their new Apple TV Plus, which is like a streaming service and for t- new TV shows that they're going to make and all that junk. But it's and great. the Apple credit card. <laughs> oh, yeah, the credit card. And I think that was it. Which, by the way, I think that's a dumb thing to do personally. It's like I like the idea of like the, you know, pushing security, I guess, like, the, oh, there's no number on it. There's no code anymore. But it's like it also locks you into having to use Apple Pay for everything, which I'm not super into. And I don't know. Uh, but that, they do that with all of their like literally everything they make. They're trying to like get you in the walled garden of apple in any way they can so that you <laughs> the walled garden so that let you, me out <laughs> they want you to use their stuff and only their stuff but uh you know their stuff works pretty good most of the time i just i wish they were a little bit more open the one thing that i thought was cool with the tv stuff this is a, a little bit of a side but um their apple tv stuff is actually their app is available on roku and fire tv and all that stuff so i was like I actually, I probably won't use it, but it's like, at least I can try it and download it on my Roku because that's what I, that's what we use around here. Nice. But yeah. yeah. I mean, there is, I guess, some benefit to it, but so what is this Apple Arcade thing, Brett? Talk to me about it. Yeah. So I'll tell you about Apple Arcade. I don't know even if it's like, it's probably not something we're going to ever use and I don't have an iPhone either. So, uh, yeah. iPhones are stupid, Brian. <laughs> yeah mac air 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 max or whatever the crap they are air jordans they're terrible air jordan. i actually um i actually have a macbook pro what um, when did you cross over to the evil side this is a few months ago or what? maybe maybe like maybe two months ago oh my um, goodness okay yeah, brian is making on me you know what well, i needed to is dropping i needed to get a new like a new laptop for like side work and stuff and I don't really have a lot of like software needs. I use like three programs, so it's not a big deal. And they're available on anything. I just, I wanted something that was just like, I just like nice materials, like nice, you know, like nice aluminum and nice clean materials. And there's just not a lot of good Windows devices that like feel really, really premium. I actually like the Lenovo well, uh, stuff. The, I think they, the, they do a good job. Lenovo is what I had previously, yeah. And I, their stuff is, uh, if, if I was going to the Windows side again, I would probably be picking between like Lenovo, maybe like a Surface device, or I really like the new Razer devices actually. It's just that their quality control from what I've heard is awful. So their devices mm. are always breaking. <laughs> uh, gotcha. But if it wasn't theirs, their laptop looks really cool. But yeah, so I, th- I could. I think play what's important Apple to remember, games. though, Brett, is that we. I just heard you say that you got a MacBook Pro because of your side projects. So pretty much a MacBook is always the side lady, right? Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's going to take a lot for me. To... <laughs> I was going to say the other word, and then I realized, oh wait, I can't say that if, if we're yeah. still how are we going to get? As a clean... How are we going to get past twenty viewers if if we start cursing, Mike? Um, <laughs> uh, it would take a lot to get me to replace my desktop PC with like an iMac or something like that, especially be- just because of games mainly, I think right now, because it's really nice to be able to do, I guess, Blizzard games, uh, I think do work on Mac, but uh, I don't know. Every once in a while, I feel like I just want to like try something on my PC and I just wouldn't, I don't think I'd want to give that up just yet. Yeah. Anyways, okay, back to Apple Arcade. Yeah, Apple Arcade. Okay, so um, essentially, I'll try to boil it down to it's it's going to be a subscription-based service. Uh, They haven't announced pricing, but it's basically for... Think of it like Game Pass, um, pretty much like an alternative to Game Pass on on iPhone. (laughs) Um, And 
the games are going to be available on all device classes. So like iPhone, you can play it on your MacBook, you can play it on your Apple TV uh, or your iMac. But from what I've seen and all the stuff that they showed, it seems like it's kind of a mobile first game subscription service. So like they're designing games that are going to work well on the iPhone, but they will also work on larger devices. Um, and now when you'll, they showed like a picture of the store. Now, when you go to the store on iPhone, there's going to be like a tab for arcade. And if you go in there and you subscribe to that service, you know, there'll be a hundred games or however many games they have that are all probably not all exclusive. Cause there was a few that they showed that have already been announced for other platforms, <laughs> but a lot of them <laughs> that they were talking about sounded like they were, you know, going to be exclusive or at least timed exclusive or something like that. Um, and yeah, then you can just play any of them for one monthly fee, uh, that kind of thing. Which I mean, it it doesn't sound weird, I guess, to me on a like a broad level. But when you think about that, it's mobile games. Then it sounds weird to me uh, to have yeah, to pay so- a monthly fee for mobile gaming. But maybe I'm maybe I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> so what I hear is they're all everybody sitting around in a meeting. And they're like, hey, we need another idea for how to make money. And someone's like, okay, so we already have a lot of arcade-type games on the Apple Store on the phones that are really, really high quality that everybody wishes that they had on Android, but they can't. So how about we make a monthly subscription for those exact same games on our own device again to appease the people we already have <laughs> well i don't million dollar idea uh, yeah it's really weird because um they did announce to like specifically that there's not going to be ads or microtransactions in any of the games behind the paywall which well that's good which, that's a positive yeah like it does make it a little bit nicer just because like then that frees up any of the developers who are making games for the arcade to not have to do like not have to monetize them in that way and not have to design their game and their pacing and their systems around microtransactions so that alone i think is the the saving grace for there might actually be like good mobile games in there it's just that man i don't i've never like i don't know if i've ever paid money for a mobile game um granted i don't play like almost anything on my phone and i i know a lot of people do and I know a lot of the younger generation, like that's probably the most stuff that they play is on their phone. Um, so I know that I'm not the, and I don't even have an iPhone. So I'm not the target, like I'm not in the target audience by a long shot uh, for this service. I just, I don't know. It's it's hard to see how this is. It's probably going to do great. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. because there's a lot of people that have iPhones. So I would imagine that they'll probably... Um, pick up some steam if they can like put out a steady stream of content like month to month that's good quality uh, I think that they'll probably find you know at least an audience of users and hopefully that can sustain like paying devs uh, to come over to their service it's just weird though because it's like there's so many services that are just popping up out of the blue right now so in a few years it'll be interesting to see what the market looks like in terms of like how you pay for your games yeah um and where you play your games because i don't it's gonna it's gonna be so different in a few years once once we see if like google stadia pans out to be like something that actually works and that people like and if they don't shut it down (laughs) um and i mean this the apple arcade is kind of like a side thing it it's not obviously competing with anything on the console side because it's not those type of games Um, it's just interesting to see like Apple put in their, they want a piece of that, uh, like gaming money share, but I think their play for it is like, well, let's just do it with the stuff that we already have. Like you said, like our good mobile games, but I think their play is maybe make mobile games better, uh, but, and then get people locked into a subscription. So it's interesting. Yeah. I just don't know if I could convince myself to say. You know, even if they have such a great gaming platform idea of me being like, you know what, because of that one specific area, I am going to give up my Android phone and go get an Apple. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. of their gaming service. Like it, that, I don't know. To me, it's like, no, not going to happen. 
Yeah, and, and I don't know if this is something that... I mean, I guess it's just like one more box if they're like trying to convince someone to get an iPhone as well. Like, it doesn't hurt to have more features. But yeah. I, I feel like there's already so many people that have iPhones that this is probably just a way to make more money keep off them. their existing users. Yeah, and keep them locked in if they get hooked on iPhone games. But I don't I don't know if this is... like you, Yeah, like for me, there's no reason. I'm not going to buy an iPhone... Uh, to try a cool mobile game or whatever if it's like if it's that cool like they probably wouldn't have taken money from apple to make it exclusive <laughs> um yep so i and i mean there's an arguments to be made about like well sony's making some of the best games right now and like that kind of makes me want to have a playstation every once in a while but it's not that many games man uh especially the stuff that like is really good which there's a decent amount but it also is really good and is something like that's up my alley that I'd probably really like. There's not that many um, on anybody's exclusive platform, to be honest. Like a lot yeah. of the stuff that I end up playing it that's really good that I play long term is all third party. Um, because, like I said, when there's those types of experiences, especially multiplayer ones, they're always on everything. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. It's it like I said, I'm I'm just excited to see like where this year goes. <laughs> uh with all the announcements that are that have already happened but all the stuff that's coming because after stadia's uh like conference last week and microsoft kind of came back if phil spencer was uh like sent out an email to employees that got posted online and he was basically oh, i didn't hear that what did, i i, I yeah, saw I should, the article where he's like hey we're gonna come out swinging kind of thing but what what I, did i guess i should have put this in the news because this happened after the podcast but uh, last week and yeah so there was an email it wasn't like anything huge but it was basically him like talking to his employees saying like hey you know I know everybody's watching what Google's doing and you know it's great that like what they're doing confirms all the stuff that we have been working on is the direction that the market is heading <laughs> uh, basically kind of saying like in in you know not a few words that like yeah we're come like we're doing the same thing <laughs> and we're going to announce that E3 probably um but just trying to keep the employees like you know we're proud of you guys and we have we're we're getting ready to launch our like he used the word like big like we're going to it's going to be big at E3 or something like that uh but yeah so i imagine that their service looks a lot like Stadia <laughs> or yeah. it it's probably different because they have like an Xbox platform already so it's probably going to be like a hybrid maybe i I, I don't know. There's so many different things that they could do with it. So it's it's hard to to predict, but I envision them being able to do something a little bit more uh, concrete than Stadia in like launching in the short term, just because they already yeah. have the games and they already have the consoles in, in a lot of people's homes. So yeah. they could potentially do something that says like, hey, you could stream it or you can download it if you want like, you know, a four you know 4k 60 or if you don't need that and you want like you just want to play it you can get this a lesser experience but you can stream it uh with our game pass service or whatever but and where google's coming at it they're just kind of saying like no no consoles like we're streaming everything and everybody's just kind of like is that really going to work <laughs> and i don't i don't think we know yet um yeah i'm sure it'll work but it's just a matter of like Will the market be interested in it? Yeah, like at what level do people are do people actually notice? Like, hey, this isn't that this isn't as good as if I had a console. I don't think a lot of people will care, but I think I actually care because I don't want to go like from where we're at now to like backwards in time. And I feel like if Stadia launches, you know, later this year, it's going to be that. It's going to be going from what we have now locally on Xbox Ones probably back a step just because of the quality mm. but and i could be wrong but i don't and i don't think the internet's ready for it there's no way i have a band i have a one terabyte bandwidth cap uh and if i play you know if i'm playing a 1080p 60 game which is what they're claiming they can pump out at launch if i play that for like eight hours on a sunday how much how much of my bandwidth does that take <laughs> That's true. Um, I, uh, they said something in the announcement thing, and I, the truth is, this is going to probably sound really arrogant and really stupid. Um, so anybody who's smarter than than me on this one, please correct me on it. <laughs> um, but I, I swear, they said something about when they were talking about the fact that 
Um, the biggest issue is how games are hosted on local computers, which then relies on their internet and all that kind of stuff. But with this situation, it's going to be all on Google's internet. So that doesn't, it, that wouldn't affect your streaming capabilities or your, uh, your cap would it i mean on some level i think it, it well it has to because you're downloading that final stream of video to your mm. local device but they're probably optim- optimizing the heck out of it like it's not and it, yeah like they they did a lot of graphs of like here's how many data points your stuff has to go through right now when connecting to like an online game and they're like now we just do one straight line to our server uh so they are simplifying a lot of it so hopefully that will keep the like the amount of data that you're pumping through uh lower than maybe it normally would be but it's still got to be a lot though for to pump the whole game through yeah uh but i mean who knows i just don't feel like my i don't know it's it but it's not probably a service for me anyway i don't think um because i'm not the the casual consumer the other thing with stadia that i still is a big hang up that they didn't mention in the the broadcast is you have to have a way for people to be able to talk a party chat. There has to be that kind of feature and they didn't really mention it at all. Yeah. They didn't talk about like any ecosystem type stuff, which I would imagine they're thinking about and they probably have something in the works. Maybe they're not ready to show it, but yeah. Is it going to be as elegant as what PlayStation and Xbox already have? Um, Who knows? And yeah, like all the demos that I've heard that people have had of Stadia are literally just, they, are sat in front of a device and there's like a play button and that's it. Like they're just launched immediately into the game and there, there's no like browser for, for like all your games library or like they haven't showed any of that to anyone yet. I don't think. Interesting. But yeah, interesting. It's exciting times, but yeah, my, it's like, I think I'm most excited to see what Microsoft does just because I'm already in their ecosystem for a lot of my stuff. So yeah. it would be fun to just have more features and more experiences added to that, like my existing stuff. Um, and I don't know. I'm excited about like the Google stuff too, just to see where the technology goes. But I, like I said last week, I don't know if I love the idea of Google being like the place where everybody plays their games. It's kind of fun to have like Xbox and Sony fight for big like AAA stuff and like to make really, really good exclusive content. It creates good games. But yeah, maybe if if there's three players or four or five players, once the once everybody else starts jumping in, maybe we'll get more good exclusives. But it it'll just suck though because like maybe we'll have a lot of good exclusives, but they'll be like so scattered that you'll just kind of have to pick your pick your platform. But I guess you already have to do that with Xbox and Sony if you don't want to own everything and Switch. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, it will be very interesting to see what happens here in the next uh, six months specifically. It's going to be a lot of things that are changing and coming down the road. Yeah, I really want to but, live, like we talked about this earlier, about like maybe oh, yeah. like live streaming like E3. What it, we'd have to figure out like our internet stuff before then to see if we could like actually stream like a video conference without like any lag or anything. Um, I, I would be able to, I, I'm already on, figured out what I'm going to do because um, you, you still haven't come out to see my house yet out here but i have a basement where i have i can see the floor joists and everything okay and there's already a hole drilled down um through the floor where my router is uh for the coax cable to come in there and so i can just slightly expand it and then send a ethernet cable down there and then just run it through the ceiling um down here and Mm -hmm. get it and so i can just plug my computer straight in while i'm down here and I'll have no internet issues. So oh, nice. Well, yeah, I um, don't, it'll be weird because E3 conferences are usually like during the day. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we probably wouldn't be able to do most of them, but sometimes there's stuff like on a Sunday though. So if we like planned around it, we might be able to do maybe I like take the day off. <laughs> yeah. Or that I totally would. If we could Hopefully do my like, boss isn't listening to my podcast. <laughs> yeah. Even if we could just do like, Microsoft's would be really fun because you know that they're going to announce so much stuff. Um, that would be the mo- the most fun, I think, to do like a live reaction thing too. But we'll have to yeah. see what the schedule is and see if we can pull it off. But yeah, yeah. Well, it's a little shorter of an episode this week. I mean, we still did make it to an hour. Um, but I guess for us, 
that's probably fairly short. Yeah, we usually <laughs> shoot for an hour and go like an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but with a shorter week, we'll just kind of cut it off here. And uh want to remind everybody that if you are interested, reach out to us on Twitter. Um, ask us questions on Twitter as well. Um, send us your clips. If you have a really awesome clip that you do while you're gaming, uh, funny or serious, whatever, send it our way. We would love to talk about it as well on the show. Um, but yeah, give us a five-star rating, reach out with us. And until next week, we'll talk to you later. See you next week.